Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Hallo, welkom to de Royal Blue Podcast Monday Night Review. Vergeet uh, je Monday Night Football met dat lot en dan dat andere lot. We're talking about the things that matter. Um, Saturday at the Etihad, I feel it was, a, it was in many ways a performance reminiscent of the values that Everton should be all about. Um, they, they'd slipped, obviously, over the last couple of seasons, but um, it was a resilience, a grit, uh, and like a defiance in terms of a, t- a team that are undoubtedly going to push the title. And ultimately, you know, Stickelenberg kind of... Uh, was the main man, but there were performances across the pitch that, that really led the way and sort of showed that defiance. Did you walk away thinking it was, um, you know, you wrote on Saturday night, it was a point that gives everyone a lift? Yeah, because it was the culmination of four months work from the manager in trying to, and I'm not saying we're anywhere near being the finished article, but it's four months' work, the culmination of four months' work in restoring Everton to being a team that's hard to beat. Yeah. And yes, of course, you know, Martin Stecklenberg had to make two penalty saves, had to pull off another couple of unbelievable stops. He had to have the performance. It may be of his career, whatever, but that's all part, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not about 10 minutes, it's about 11 minutes. So, I don't make any sort of apologies for that, and that's for me. That is part of restoring Everton to be hard to beat, and that's because Ronald has gone. You know, he, he had to go and improve that position. He's gone yeah. and found the goalkeeper he trusts. But it's the organisation that we played with. It's the work rate. It's the belief in the tactics and the formation and the way he wants to do things. He said, "All right, we're going to go to Man City. We're playing this way. Trust me. Stick at it, and we'll get something." And that's what they did. And you know, again, you know, the temptation is always to rewrite history after a managerial mm. era hasn't worked out. You know, and but you can't deny that against uh, under Roberto, we were great going forward, but we were easy to get at. We were easy to get points off. You know, in many ways, we weren't hard to beat. In many ways, we were easy to beat. Um, and I think restoring that, you know, he's we've spoke about it before, but I think as I say, Saturday was really the kind of the biggest example so far for us to hang on to is that Ronald's is built from the back and we're a team that's hard to beat and you know you don't have the second meanest defence in the league after eight games for no reason. It's probably fair to say that as as football supporters, journalists and Evertonians, that's not the sum of our ambitions though. Going to the Etihad and getting a point, you know, for that glorious period between Romelu scoring and annoyingly Nolito sneaking on and kind of stealing him with that header, you know, against all our best laid plans. There was a real for a moment you thought, bloody hell! Imagine if we could we could do this. Here. Mm. It should really be in an ideal world, and this touches on that old Martinez philosophy for, in a way, 
you should be looking to go there and, and, and try yeah. to win. But, you know, that, that is a very purist, idealist way of looking at things. And that was always the rub with, with Martinez. Well, yeah, and I think, I think when, again, when we look back and we assess what Roberto did, he, he did that. He had the right thinking. Why shouldn't we go there and win? But he, he skipped a few steps to get there. Yeah. He jumped the defence and he almost <laughs> jumped the midfield defensively yeah. and focused on how we could go there and win, in inverted commas, yeah. purely in an attacking sense. Ronald's doing it the other way, and, and, and it is very difficult in football these days, I, and I understand, especially after a period of, of, of disappointment, where you want to hear it now, you want results instantly, but I, I keep having to remind myself in those moments, if I ever think like that, I think, well, look, the manager has clearly said he needs two years to get the squad he wants. Yeah. So if you think about it like that, it's going to be a two-year period for the team and the squad and the way he wants to play. So the first four, five, maybe yeah. six months, about getting the defence right. Yeah. Then he'll go to let's get the midfield right. And then in the final period in that in that run up to the two years, he'll go, right, I've now got the attack I want. Let's go for it. Then let's go to Manchester City and let's let's see if we are the complete team. And let's sort of see if we can really go go to a place and win. Not just say it and be thinking, well, we've got a great attack but we're a bit dodgy at the back. In two years time, if if the Ronald has got the players he wants done the business he wants and, and, and everything has come together, we should be going to Man City mm. and going, yeah, we're going there to win. And he proved to Southampton that he can go to top four clubs and get results, didn't he? Yeah. Especially last year, yeah, in his last season. And you think about, you think about the, you know, the improvement to that Southampton squad and the way they played and the confidence they yeah. had. They, they went from the first season and the second season and admittedly, he was actually made more difficult because he kept losing players. Obviously, the hope is that won't be a problem yeah. at Everton. So, Imagine what Southampton would have been like this season. You know, if he kept the players, built on it, added more. So that's that's kind of where I I come from with stuff like this. And you know, as I say, you're right. We 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 don't want to be a club just settling for a point against anybody. But we really have had to to build from the bottom. Mm. But I think you know, because the supporters can already see that. You know, they can see the improvements. It, it you know, there's a lot of plenty of goodwill and plenty of patience in the bank because they can see already yeah. that, that things are happening. Well, it's, it's interesting you say, what that's a good point, what Southampton would have been like this season. Well, yeah. We're kind of seeing it. I mean, Priel's come in uh, and he's doing well. Serious, you, know, you can't take that away from him, but how much of it is down to his influence? I'm sure to a degree he's got his message across already, but you look at that team. I mean, I watched them yesterday. Van Dijk was sensational again. Yeah. What you'd give for him, yeah. you know, to, to be Font in the well. mix. Font, uh, Romeo shielding that midfield. Yeah, player, yeah. You know, obviously Charlie Aston up there again, a player you'd you'd love to add an option with Romelu Lukaku up front. But um, yeah, they're certainly benefiting from Kuman's planning and Kuman's uh, approach, uh, which is clearly being carried on by the new coach. But moving on. Brian Oviedo is a player who's, who's you know, rightly at stage of being criticised since he's been filling in for Baines' boots. Um, frustratingly, he had to fill in again, and I mean that with no disrespect to, to Oviedo, but we hoped that Leighton would play on Saturday. Mm. He didn't. We're trying to find out what the situation is, but it looks like he might be out for, for Burnley as well yeah. in the short term. Yeah. Uh, as I say, we're chasing more on that. But what did you make of Oviedo's display in the end? Because they certainly... It was a tough task, wasn't it? He has an uphill task when you look at the, mm. what they had down the right. Yeah, I think he, I think he struggled in the first half, didn't he? You know, there was a, you know, 
the majority of City's play came down that side. De Bruyne was drifting across there, helping yeah. um, Sané in the first half, wasn't he? Sané was all over the um, place, but he was, he was tremendous going down that right. But in the second half, he improved, had a hand in the goal, looked like he was getting to grips with it. Obviously, they, they, they switched Sterling out there, didn't they, uh, in the second half. And he had he definitely improved. And, you know, it, it's difficult for Brian because I don't think he'll ever be somebody who's going to genuinely push to be... Everton's number one left back. Um, I think he's t- he's too forward orientated to play, you know, really strict, rigid game plans, real specifics about his position defensively that yeah. Ronald will ask of him. Um, he's not necessarily the quickest on the turn, you know. He's not he's, he's not the strongest lad, but he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a solid footballer, and for the time being, I think. The longer he gets to work with his manager and, and, and the longer he gets to work with him and understand what he expects of a fullback, I hope, touch wood, that if we have to call on Brian further into the season, he, he is going to get better. I think it was pretty obvious that when he came in against Bournemouth, he was coming in from the cold. He was like, he was just lost. You know, he wasn't pressing high when he should have done. He was, he stood back when he should have pressed high. You know, he was all over the place. Um, but he's definitely very slowly improving and seems to be kind of getting a, a better understanding of what is expected um, as a left-back in a Ronald Koeman team. But he, look, and as you say, no disrespect, Leighton's head and shoulders the number one, but as you say, it doesn't sound like he'll be playing on, on Saturday. No, I mean, we've spoken on City's forward options and obviously um, Koeman said afterwards that he, he, he predicted that his old pal Pep might have gone with three at the back and mm. subsequently he'd started with kind of three attacking players. One of them is someone who, <laughs> we were saying earlier, weren't we, Gerard De La Feu, um, very frustrating in patches. Someone who, a colleague of ours, an Evertonian, said his mum was watching our live blog on Saturday and said, uh, Greg O'Keefe really hates Jerry, doesn't he? <laughs> um, I don't hate Jerry at all. I actually would love him to be able to recapture the promise he showed in that first season and maybe in flashes last season but I fear he's not going to and I fear primarily that because of his, his attitude more than anything else because he's got all the attributes mm. for me he still doesn't look as fit as he could be he still tends to blow up a little bit early in games but more than anything else it, I don't think he's got a desire to 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 win I don't know whether or not maybe being at La Masia and being a Barcelona protege and all that has made him think Things have come too easy to him in the game, as if he's achieved something tangible when he actually hasn't. And if you look at that spell he had Sevilla when they won a, a you know a UH, a Europa League, and he didn't get on the pitch in, yeah. in most most of that season really. Half the season, and yeah. he's you know he came back to Everton in a permanent move. I think everyone was thrilled that they got him back. We just haven't seen him build on that potential, have we? You see, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I was actually doubly disappointed with his performance on Saturday. Look, it's difficult for one of the front three. It was difficult, absolutely, and you know, because th- because the ball was coming so um, so few and far between to the forward players, every touch is kind of scrutinised even more. It's got to be perfect, no room for error because yeah. City are on you and they'll win the ball yeah. back. So I, I think I think that's worth putting into context. But in in the build up to the game, he gave an interview, didn't he? Um, and he was obviously pushed about the whole Pep thing and Barcelona, and I think he spoke really maturely in terms of you know. Saying yes, always close to my heart, Barcelona, of course, but stressing that if he, it's about Everton and him wanting to win things at Everton and be a success. And I was really impressed with what he said. 
So then to go and see his performance was 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 disappointing because although from what I've said, you know, put into context, it was difficult. It's things like challenges and going into tackles. I think he needs to understand that if he he's going to play in the Premier League, and I don't just mean it to Everton in a kind of you know we expect our players to be hard or anything like that. He, he, he cannot be backing out 50-50s. He cannot be sort of reluctant in challenges. He's got to go through, he's got to get over that in his head and he's got to put him, his body on the line and put himself into in positions where he might hurt himself. But if he's willing to show conviction in those moments, you'll find that he, you know, he'll actually nick the ball off the defender and be clean through. And he might be in. And that's, when, and that's when his talent comes to the fore. Mm. And it's frustrating, and there was one in pre-season against United, and, and I, I, I always remember this. He backed out of the 50-50 Old Trafford, and Koeman went absolutely ballistic. Now, I didn't catch his reaction on Saturday, um, when there was a couple of times when Jerry, he did, he, he backed out of 50-50s. But I, think that, I actually think that's the biggest thing for Jerry, because he's got talent, he's got skill, he's got speed, he can do... He can do things with the ball that maybe many of the other four players currently in the squad don't have, but it's, as you say, it's, it's in his head, I think. Um, if you can get over that, then we could have a, have a good player in our hands, but he needs to. Yeah, just finally, maybe we'll touch on, uh, it was interesting what Lukaku said about, um, you know, at half-time, they got in the, in the dressing room and they said, look, we're going to have to stick together here. We're going to have to be positive, encourage each other mm. and be patient. Um, Everton's character and mental strength was questioned a lot last season um, the players were questioned uh, in various capacities but it's interesting to see that, that hopefully they're building that team spirit aren't they um, and, and so they should be because a lot of the players have been there for a while players like Ashley Williams have come in and felt like it's almost as if he's been there for five seasons yeah, isn't it? yeah. Uh, sensational on Saturday by yeah. the way but um, it bodes well doesn't it now well it goes back to something um, Baines he said to us in an interview um, I think it was back in August, wasn't it, where he mentioned that the manager's big on team spirit. And it seems like an obvious thing. It seems like, well, yeah, why wouldn't they be? Who wouldn't be? But it was obviously indicative of, of let's say, a fractured dressing room, but how in the previous regime maybe mm. an emphasis wasn't placed on, on that type of thing. And maybe it was seen, for better or worse, it was maybe seen as something that, you know, it's not a sort of something that's tangible, something you can yeah. quantify, it's n- number of passes, possession, stat, you know, that, that sort of thing that, that, that Roberto was keen on. So, but it, it counts for a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and so does things, as we were speaking about there, that Jerry, their desire, heart, courage, you know, everything that Jagielka and Williams showed in abundance. Yeah. And also belief as well, belief in, in what Cummins trying to tell the players to do. And, you know, it's encouraging that Ron was saying that, thi- saying, saying that things about half time because. You know, you could easily imagine a situation last season when yeah. people were looking at each other in changing rooms at nil nil. City hung on, had a penalty yeah. against us, got away, got away with it thanks to to, to Martin, and going, this could be, we could be the end on the end of a hiding here. So very encouraged by a lot of Saturday. Yeah, we rode our luck, you could say, but we had a really good goalkeeper playing out of his skin. So is that fortunate? No, because Ron knew what he was doing in the summer and, and went and bought him. Brilliant. I think, like you say, plenty of positives going forward. Um, we'll be back later on in the week to preview the Burnley game with Gavin Buckland, Tony Scott, the rest of the uh, of the lineup. And um, thank you for listening once again. And uh, yeah, look out for the next pod on Thursday. <laughs>